0: I mean if you I don't know I've never I'm not good at the artist bio mm. so it's great and that okay okay <laughs> I never people, know how to talk about like myself yeah on it's page, yeah
1: it's very weird especially it's such a weird thing I don't know what to do. put
0: in there also
1: right I don't think it matters it doesn't really matter I used to just put dumb stuff in mine. like when she was younger she watched tv upside down <laughs> Is like a thing that was <laughs> yeah. in my bio yeah but <laughs> I, I, I like those little fun <laughs> facts
0: I think it gives you like personality and stuff I'm like hi Melissa that's it <laughs> like, why does it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I get so weird about it. Yeah, I understand. So I just do the thing
1: Yeah. Do the thing yeah. like, I'm Melissa. I'm 21 years old. I don't know how old you are. I'm 21. I'm 21 yeah. years old. I like to go to the beach. I, I like rosé. I do. I do spoken word. Anyway, yeah. date me. Okay.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bachelorette profile <laughs> <or something. laughs>
1: Stephanie and I'm Brynn and we're two writers with a lot of questions.
2: So to answer those questions we're inviting fellow writers on to talk about their work
1: and other stuff. Welcome to Shitty First Drafts. All right this is the beginning of the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. I don't remember I just black out and forget everything after (laughs) we finish recording the previous episode. Well so today
2: um, we have Alyssa with us. She is A poet and a spoken word performer. And um, we're really excited to talk to her because she is
1: awesome. And what else? I don't know. We could read her bio and find out more about her. (laughs) Yeah, great. Let's do that. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Alyssa Molina is a Knoxville-based poet in her undergrad at the University of Tennessee studying creative writing. Alyssa was born and raised in Miami, Little Havana, Florida, as her Cuban family says. Being first-generation American, she is profoundly inspired by the tenacity of her family's immigration story, their will to survive, and her Hispanic culture. Alyssa is loud and proud with a laugh that is often heard before she is seen. If she isn't laughing, she's probably trying to make others laugh with wild and elaborate stories. She was a traveling poet with The Fifth Woman in 2017 and 2018, performed at Bonnaroo, hosted three poetry workshops with Marilyn Callett. Seed Lynn, and Knoxville poet and mentor, Dajay. Alyssa defines happiness as bare feet, a cigar, and salsa dancing. Welcome, Alyssa! Hey! I
0: think that no, was, I was a like- great bio. Bye. <laughs> <Hi. laughs> <laughs> okay, we just shoot the shit. That's what we're going to do. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're just going to talk about some poetry, you know, a yeah. thing we all love. Um, so, I think, I mean, the first thing I'm Curious about just as another person who I started in spoken word and like slam poetry and all that kind of stuff. So I was curious about where, how, and when, and why. You know, give us all the details about how you <laughs> who what when where why yeah exactly. Um of like how you got introduced to poetry. Like what sparked the interest for you? Start at the very beginning. I always birth. Love, I'm
0: just kidding. Yeah, from birth. <laughs> I always love this question because it's super funny to me. Um. And it's it, it, has, it has its own thing. So poetry happened on accident for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I feel like when you're discovering that you're a writer, whatever that looks like or means, you feel like you have to stick to one genre because you find a book that you loved, that you connected with, and it's in one kind of genre. And if you liked it and it inspired you to want to try your hand at writing... Then you stick at that. Mm. You're like, I loved this fantasy novel. Yeah. I'm going to write fantasy <laughs> yeah. forever. Absolutely, can attest. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't tell anyone that I enjoyed writing. It just felt like some sort of dirty secret to be held, yeah. to keep in a closet for some. I don't. No one ever taught me that. But I guess it. I love my my culture and where I come from, but art and writing was not ever something that i ever saw manifested. Mm-hmm. I never grew up seeing a Cuban artist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always saw people that were in business, that were doctors, that were, you know, everything that you would expect that makes a lot of money. Yeah. Because you're coming from a country that you weren't getting a lot of money in. And if i ever had a conversation with anyone in my family about art, it's like the whole starving artist mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And People that you you never see and that are always struggling, that never quite make it. But I started reading and really started to discover the fact that maybe I can do this too. Mm-hmm. So I was 15 when I wrote my first poem. And it was at a moment of teenage angst. Sure, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I had never read... R- poetry really maybe read like one or two that I found on my secret tumblr Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. that felt like oh my god I am becoming a woman Uh I got my first (laughs) tumblr (laughs) and I was being I didn't get my tumblr till college Mm. (laughs) you know we all bloom at different
1: stages (laughs) I was a late bloomer yeah um I was also gonna say when did tumblr start how old were you when you got your first tumblr I think college too um, maybe two thousand. I think Tumblr was
0: right on the heels of Facebook. I think that's mm. what it started oh, really? all of this social media stuff mm. and connecting people. Yeah.
2: I didn't hear about Tumblr, or maybe Tumblr didn't become, like, popular enough for me to know about it I really knowledge.
0: can't remember hearing about Tumblr. It's something that just manifests like, in my life. You I have yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. and I feel like that's all you need to know about Tumblr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just end up on it. <laughs> you just end up there. Yeah.
1: Why am I here? Anyway, so you got your first Tumblr. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I got my you first Tumblr. Into, you turned became a woman, you got yeah, your first Yeah, I became Tumblr. a woman, and I found Tumblr. <laughs> a beautiful time and in a young
0: I girl's, girl's life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And i read a poem, and it was angsty. I couldn't tell you what the poem was, but under my covers in the middle of the night, I just started, to, you know, that, Yeah. you know, I was exaggerating that part, but I don't remember the <laughs> a circumstances. A single teardrop fell yeah, on Yeah, right, page. right, and it, and it fell on the page, and it's still there in that <laughs> journal that I do actually still have. Oh, that's great. That's amazing. And... I started writing about my parents' divorce, mm. of course, mm-hmm. as, you know, your your first trauma in your life, that's what makes you start to think about things. And I wasn't on speaking terms with my father. He had left the state, and, yeah. you know, he wasn't around. And I was trying to understand it, because, of course, my mom and my sisters were always telling me, it's not your fault, it, right. w- this wasn't on you. But how else was a 15-year-old process, the fact that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So I wrote it, and oh my gosh. It was, I was, okay, let me start off by saying <laughs> I was stupidly proud of it. Yeah. There was only one other person that I trusted to show it to. His name was Ryan Herrera. He was also the only other Hispanic friend that I had mm-hmm. in Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm. Ryan, if you ever listen to this, shout out. Um, <laughs> shout out to Ryan. <laughs> and he just seems like the smartest person that I ever knew yeah. that was involved in writing. It, it, I Coming from never hearing about Hispanic writers to actually like meeting one of the most intelligent guys I had known in high school, it was like mind blowing. Yeah. And I read him this poem and I'll never forget the look on his face. He was like, you know, I like the repetition. And <laughs> oh, no. he was trying really hard to be a friend. Yeah. And it was my it was the only poem I had ever written. And it was called The Devil in Disguise. And Love it, <laughs> it yeah. was about my father. Yeah. And it was it's it's all cringe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then but outside of the cringe, outside of the fact that like, oh my god, I just wrote the world's worst poem. Thinking that it, I was like, was holy amazing. shit, I'm talking. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, like, like I'm a genius. I'm a prodigy. Yeah, I'm a prodigy. Mm-hmm. Like oh someone called Ellen. Right. She needs to know. Like, I like I left my room after writing it. I looked at my mom and I was like, how does it feel to know that you birthed a genius? You birthed like, yeah, I I have a very healthy ego. Mm. Um. And then it just... I mean, fiction and writing about characters had always been my first love. But then I would start Mm. looking at my journal that I had written. I had one journal that was like... It was ugly. It had polka dots on it. (laughs) Yeah, polka dots. But it was the only journal that I wasn't putting fiction in. Mm. So I was like, let me give this my... trap. Let me trash this. Yeah, That's my trash, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: And I have this one poem in there, and I kept staring at it. And it was... I mean so I kept going back to that one journal and I started to write it was always like a muscle stretch before I go into the fiction it was like this is the measly thing I do Mm -hmm. before I go into the real me
2: Mm -hmm.
0: but in writing poetry just in like 15-year-old poetry. Yeah. And it wasn't meant to be anything. And i it was so pure because all I was doing was processing things that I didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Nobody knew the circumstances of my home life. I barely knew the circumstances of my home life. All I knew is that my parents were divorced. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to process, you know, my life and right. me as a person. It, it was outside of family. It was more like, who is Alyssa? Who do I want to become? Right. When... A lot of people are telling me what i can't do what i can do what i should do what i must do mm-hmm. it, was, it was a lot of there was a lot of noise about that so i just started writing kept it secret until i was 19. wow yeah 18 19. so you
2: told ryan and that and then you that, didn't yeah. tell anybody else you're yeah like
0: well that went weird
2: yeah
0: yeah it went really weird and <laughs> um my sisters knew i wrote fiction mm. and one of my sisters evie Found out that I wrote fan fiction. Oh no! Yeah, but then that sparked some a really nice bonding moment because then I found out that she read fan fiction, oh, and then we nice. started sharing. Good. Yeah, That's then we good. started sharing fan fictions with each other. That's good. Yeah, but no one really knew about poetry. I don't know why I kept it so secret. Yeah, but um, maybe it felt like closer to you or something. I mean, it's the most. Poetry has to be about you. Fiction yeah. can be about this other character that you're creating in your head and yeah. some circumstance that seems wild and elaborate, and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, awesome. This person just got this like power or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But fiction but poetry, but poetry has to be about you. And that was the scary thing. Yeah. And I was working, so I moved to Knoxville um, by myself. Like I ran away from Charlotte. Oh, I got my, gosh. my life was in shambles. And I ran away from Charlotte. I mean, I didn't like run away. Like my mom knew, yeah. but I moved in with my oldest sister into her four hundred square foot apartment. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, and um, I didn't leave Knoxville that summer, and I ended up moving here like fully on my birth on my seventeenth birthday,
2: mm.
0: enrolled into West High School that day, gosh. and yeah, and then I graduated giving the senior speech oh my god but still nobody knew that i i like that happened on accident too a (laughs) teacher like i would write like essays and stuff and my teacher ashley stroud was like you know you're pretty decent at this yeah i was like shut up you don't know (laughs) i mean she does yeah yeah. she's a very smart woman (laughs) and she knew and i gave so a lot of times writing happened on accident and then I got a job at a coffee shop, and this woman started to come in at, like, weird hours, like, mm. right when we were closing. And she would just sit and write in her journal, and she just had this, like, really magnetic energy. I don't know how we started to talk, but we did. Yeah. And that was Daje. Mm. And she just started telling me that she's, like, I'm a writer, and then I felt this need to be, like, me, me too. And she was really – to this day, I don't think anyone has really nurtured the poetry out of me that, like, she has – and because when you nurture poetry, you nurture yourself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand quite at that time that, like, I was worth nurturing, that you have mm-hmm. to nurture yourself. You can't yeah. just, like, let life happen to you. You have to happen to your life. And she was writing a, her poetry book. Mm-hmm. And then, like, yeah. a year passes by, and she pub- she did a self-publish, she, she self-published, and I didn't want to go to her so her book publishing party. like I was like, hell no, there's gonna be a lot of people there. <laughs> yeah. I feel weird because like that's never gonna be me. Like I'm very happy for her. love Daje, but like I can't go. Yeah My sister forced me to go. And like all my fear said, it was very crowded and I panicked. So I sat in a corner and I was like, you know what? No one look at me." <laughs> and this other magnetic woman approached she approaches me and I'm like, "Oh my God, oh my God, oh yeah. my God. And she just starts talking to me. And she's phenomenal. And I just start opening up to her. And mm. I don't open up. Like, I'm like, what? Like, am I like, telling her things? I'm like, what, Alyssa? No. We don't <laughs> tell people that. Yeah. We don't tell people that we like to enjoy art and writing. And yeah. you know, blah. Gross. Gross. <laughs> and she's like, you know, I have to ask you, do you write? And I said, I didn't even answer her. I gave her, like, one nod. Not even, like, <laughs> you know, not even. Mo- I didn't move my head twice. It was just like a yeah. one, yes. <laughs> And that was Rhea Carmen, the oh creator gosh, yeah. of The Fifth Woman. So I came out to the wrong person. Because <laughs> she's like, okay, now I'm taking you under my wing." Yes, yeah. yes. And Rhea is, she's gentle, but she's not someone that's like, let's let's take our time. She's like, nope, we're going to do this. We're going to do it right. Like, we ain't got time right. to sit on our, you know. <laughs> Jump right into the deep end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, which actually ended up being the very thing I needed. Yeah. So she, she was talking to me about her heart about Fifth Woman, and I'm like, oh, my God, this woman's amazing. Mm-hmm. Never thinking that I would get involved. And she told me that auditions for her collective would end by August. And I kind of told her, I was like, you know, I don't know. And she's like, and that's when she took a little step, and she's like, just think about it. Yeah. She knew. She knew. And, um... I was on vacation really and at, like the deadline was a few days was it was gonna be in a few days yeah. and i'm like you know what screw it i'm gonna do it why not yeah <laughs> yeah and i i went in super sunburnt
1: and i was like you know what <laughs> here
0: we go and i felt weird about it and i'm like oh my god am i actually doing this like I'm sweated through a sunburn and it was a very odd like yeah like bodily experience (laughs) and I sent it into her and like my hair had never looked crazier right and like I'm like I'm on a camera and I'm like literally beach curls yeah going everywhere I have a sunburnt (laughs) face and the look in my eyes like we still we have she took pictures of it and we still laugh about it and um I didn't hear back for months for months, oh for, it my was gosh. like there's like You just two, like, sent two... a video off, and then yeah, oh, you sent a video off, and you're like, I guess that's it. So I went back to the beach, and I, you know, I drank, <laughs> and I was like, you know, here, whatever. Yeah, and Did two months go by, and it, it, but then I realized, oh my god, I want this. Yeah, the second I press mm-hmm. the send button, I wanted it. Yep, and then two months oh, go gosh. by, and I like every few seconds, I'm refreshing my mailbox, mm-hmm. and there's nothing there. And I'm like, you know what, this happens. I, of course, I wasn't gonna get it on my first try, right. And I go to a coffee shop, and there is Doge. And I look at her, and I, I, I always say hello to her, but I avoided her this time. Mm. And it got to a point where I was like, you know what? Hey, Doge. She's like, hey, are you excited for Fifth Woman? I was like, excuse me, what? Mm. She's like, yeah, you got in. Somehow I didn't get the email. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> oh no. gosh. No. Yeah. And talking about my experience with Fifth Woman is, it's a long yeah, it's a beautiful, whole... incredible story, but it, it changed my life. I would not be the poet I am had fifth woman not come into my life the people and the poets that I wrote alongside have become amazing friends to me yeah and it's incredible when you actually share space with other creatives and I, like, I feel like there's this stigma that all creatives are going to tell you that you're not good enough because they're and sometimes you will come across the person that will feel insecure right. mm-hmm. and they'll tell you that you can't do it because they want to be the one that does it. Right. But that hadn't been my experience. Everyone was, I mean, it, it gets to when point where like everyone keeps telling me I'm good. Am I actually good? But, yeah. yeah. And it got to a point where it was just, it, I needed, what I needed was encouragement. And what I needed was to know that I can be in these circles and learn how to not compare myself. Right. I mean, that's always going to be something. Like, I'm not saying, like, oh, I stopped comparing myself. No, yeah. I'm sitting right here. thinking. That's oh, a huge oh. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lifelong task. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And all I knew was that we were gearing up for the whole year for a showcase. And um, a few months go by into my fifth woman, you know, experience. And I'm in a car with Rhea. And she's like, hey, I have something to share with you. And I'm like, uh-huh. She goes, by the way, we're performing at Bonnaroo. I, for real, and we're on the highway, <laughs> mind you. I rolled on the window and I vomited. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, she looked at me. She's, I can't even, yeah, Ray, Ray had a whole, like, we, we we screamed. I mean, and I, I didn't know. Bonnaroo. No. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, shell-shocked, right? Yeah. Also. I'm introverted. I don't enjoy the outdoors. (laughs) So you're like, this
2: checks all the wrong boxes. It's checked like at
0: first I was okay, so I vomited, and then I was like, That's amazing. And I was like, Oh shit. Yeah, this is gonna be I don't I don't camp. Yeah, you're like, is this camping? I need like the AC to always be like at least sixty eight. Yeah. You know? Running water. Right. Yeah. And I yeah. have a lot of curly hair. So, like, what goes in does not come out. Right. And all I thought about was all the bugs go. And, like, I was just like, listen, how am I, I going to get myself out of this yeah. one but still go? Yeah, You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, do <laughs> it, but, but
2: without having to do it. Right, right. Yeah. just,
0: like, FaceTime me in and I'll perform. Yeah, right, Skype me in. And then I went home, told my sister, and she, we, we cried a lot mm. because the one thing I had been denying myself was, was like, coming to fruition. Mm. So, poetry happened on accident. And it yeah. feels like it'll, and I'm like getting to a point where will this always happen on accident? <laughs> yeah. You know, I ended up in, oh my gosh, Aaron Elizabeth Smith is easily the <laughs> best professor I've ever yeah. had. And, and I thought like after Fifth Woman that I was like a pretty decent writer. I go into this class, I'm like, oh my gosh, I still have so much to learn. Yeah. And, and not even in a like, oh, I sucked all along, but I actually enjoyed the realization that I'll always be a student. And, um, I forgot what I was saying. No, I think that's great. I think, but yeah, I think I'm always going to be asking myself the question, am I always going to stumble into this? Yeah. Yeah. I understand that too.
2: It feels like, like, especially coming from a place of, um, not having that nurtured, like you were talking about the idea of nurturing and not having that nurtured as you were growing up, like even creativity in general, not just writing, but. I think, um, what I I mean, really what I'm hearing you say is a lot that there were these women who, like, kind of give you permission to do the thing that you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And so it's not as much like an accident as, like, being in the right place at the right time. And then there were women who gave you permission. And I think that's really cool, that it's, like, much more about, like, community Mm -hmm. and nurturing, like you said, but also just, like, being able to see that it's possible like that that you meet a woman like Mm daje who's like Mm -hmm. doing the thing and then you meet a woman like Rhea who's doing the thing and then they're like open
0: and gracious enough to then invite you into that space Mm -hmm. and i got i love how you say um now that i look back on it every step of the way that like some there was another step there was another step there was always a woman behind me telling me you can do this. You can do this, yeah. And there's always a woman in front of me pulling me with her. Right. And, oh my gosh, that is so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that's well, amazing. Well, and it's so
1: easy for writing to be isolating yeah. or for you to allow it to keep you isolated and not share your work or, mm-hmm. you know, do it all by yourself. But once you start to meet people and, like, you stop comparing and you start realizing that you're getting inspiration from them and you're cheering each right. other on, like, mm-hmm. writing becomes right. so much more... More than just, like, putting words on the page, but, like, sharing with other people and stuff right. like that. Right,
2: yeah, it becomes about the community. I mean, yeah. I feel
1: like spoken word lends itself to that really well, to that community aspect, because yeah, performance is, like, a huge part of the craft of spoken word, and, and reading is, is part of, you know, pe- poetry writing that isn't yeah, it should be. particularly spoken yeah. word, but I don't know, there's there's a little bit of a difference there.
2: Yeah, I think it's interesting, too, it could, I, and I wonder if part of it is, because it's just, like, a niche thing, poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a professor, too. Like, it took – I was just, like, taking creative writing classes because I wanted to be an editor. And I was like, oh, well, like, I should know what it's like to, like, have the perspective of a creative writer. But I always thought – I, w- you know, I loved my – I loved my, all my classes I was taking, but I was like, ooh, fiction. I'm going to be a fiction girl, you know? Lol. A lol. <laughs> and then I took a, I took a poetry class because it was required for the track I was on. And um, my professor, Susan Eisenberg, like – we were talking about poetry, and I got, like, really riled up about something because I was, like, pretty passionate about it, clearly, and she just kind of, like, tilted her head and looked at me, and she's this very, like, stoic Midwestern woman, and she just kind of, like, <laughs> tilted her head and looked at me and was like, you want to be a poet, and I was like...
0: You know, like, <laughs> you're you like someone yeah. found your closet. Yeah, exactly, I was like, "Excuse <laughs> me,
2: how dare you?" And, <laughs> and, then, and then and then couldn't stop thinking about it, and I was like, "Oh my god, like, do I want to be a poet?" And then like, it suddenly gave me all this so much more space to like allow myself to do the thing that I had been like, "Right, I don't like stand on street corners wearing all black, like snapping my fingers, smoking a cigarette." <laughs> so I'm like, "I can't be a poet." That's so you know weird. What I mean? That's what I do, and yeah. I'm a fiction writer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't own seven berets and the five different shades of black like I can't be a poet but (laughs) yeah and then so just like learning the poetry can come from like you know it's just expanding that kind of concept of what it is um but also like having a person see you and
0: then give you permission or like invite you into a thing I think so yeah and what was so cool for me is that so Daje and Rhea were the first women of color that I had mm-hmm. ever met that were writers. Yeah, and successful writers. Representation too. matters. Representation matters, and I saw the fact that women and women of color can do this and kick ass. Yeah. <laughs> kick ass yeah. at it, and then I started like youtubing with the, like in the this always happens in like the middle of the night in right. dark. Under yeah. covers, with so, your yeah. headphones in. Typing up. <laughs> right, and you're like, and your little
1: blanket cave. Oh, sorry, this yes. isn't a visual podcast, <laughs> and but and I did like, a typing uh, motion.
0: <laughs> right, close to my face, yeah. to show how close you put the laptop to your face. <laughs> yes, and it's sitting on your chest. Yeah, it's on your chest. <laughs> and then you bring up the YouTube app, and you're like, slam poetry. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget the first slam poem I ever saw. I'm trying to remember the poet's name, and it, what it's about, but it's about, um, it's a response to Kim and Kanye's relationship, Oh, yeah. And about how, um, the one, the line that sticks out to me the most is, does she feed you mac and cheese? Or (laughs) does she feed you macaroni and cheese because you look hungry or something? (laughs) And the poem is still one of the most, like, one of the most beautiful poems, but the audience reaction, I was like, people care about this. Yeah. And It's electric. It's electric. And then... I started to realize, like, as I started to do poetry and I started to put myself on a stage, and then when I got to Bonnaroo, mm. and then when I sit in my bedroom writing or, or at a coffee shop writing, I'm realizing the fact that the one person I had wanted to see on a stage when I was a girl mm-hmm. was me. Mm-hmm. You know, having a Latina woman standing, giving a, writing about her Latina experience, and then diving outside of that, that there's mm-hmm. more to me mm-hmm. than... What you know, yeah. That I can share my story so fiercely and unapologetically. And I was seeing seeing women do it gave me permission and now I can give some other girl yeah. permission to do that too. Oh my gosh. Like yeah, that's so why cool. it's so important <laughs> for yeah. women to know that you can and you must. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Love it. And it's so cool that you found like the medium of poetry too.
0: Yeah.
2: Um we well, got a little sidetracked. together. What? I don't know. Let's read a poem. Yeah, I guess let's read a poem. So, um, give us. So, the first poem you brought in. Um, okay, wait. You brought in two poems. I did. The first poem you brought in is Las Señoras,
1: right? I feel no, like. That's the second one. That's the second one. The first one, one is
0: bitches with a heart it. emoticon. Oh, yeah, Less yeah, than yeah, three, yeah, yeah. baby. Yeah. Less than it. three. Less than three. <laughs> I got to make so, up. So, um, let. So I know. So the Devil in Disguise was the first poem I ever wrote when I was fifteen. Yeah. Bitches came three months later. Oh, I love
1: it. And you were
0: fifteen. I I was (gasps) fifteen. This is the best. And I was watching poetry. I was reading poetry on Tumblr in secret. No Mm -hmm. one knew. And I was like, I have a story to tell
1: now. I love
0: it. It is all cringe. Like I'm looking at. I'm like, oh Jesus, I'm gonna have to. Have to share it. There
1: are capital letters. There are capital, capital words. Exclamation marks. Exclamation yes.
0: points. And the words that have capital letters, they're all spaced out. So you <laughs> gotta, they're, they, they're, yeah. there's line breaks here.
2: I'm very, I'm ready for the performance of this.
0: I actually haven't said it out loud since I... I think I read it twice before, yeah, so okay. I read it after, after I wrote it. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, yes. Hell yeah. This is empowerment. <laughs> yeah. This is feminism. I can yell bitch. I can yell bitch. <laughs> and then I wrote it to... And then I read it to a friend, and that was the last I ever wrote... I ever read Bitches Out Loud. Okay. So... This is the this third time. This is like going into the
1: archives. Yes, yeah. Okay, this is it. the
0: third time, bitches. I'm, a, has ever I'm sad been it's read. not fan fiction, but <laughs> fine. I actually, bring you so <laughs> that would be amazing. So this one is bitches. Long live my bitches, my women who made me a woman, my women who were pelted by belts with bitch inside the buckle. This one's for my women, my women who pierced my ears when I was one month old because these Latina bitches are glamorous. My women who taught me that you gotta clap your hands with every word you make, make yourself heard, tu sabe. Here's to my women who taught me how to walk, how to strut and stumble. It's okay to fall, mija. They taught me how to stomp on graves, graves of disappointment, graves of men who ain't shit, graves of dead dreams and the empty graves of the ones that came true. This is for my women who taught me how to talk, how to lace brujaria in every word, make make knees hit ground when they've done me wrong. They put enchantment on my tongue. They put praise in my voice, grace in every whisper, forgiveness in all my shouts. Thank you to my women who came before me, the women who are my way, my women who made me a map written in the language of bitches because bitches get shit done. But you ain't no bitch, my women tell me. If someone tries to carve bitch into you, show them how hard a bitch can bite. This is for my women who swallowed bitch, made it gold teeth, spit it on the ground, made roses grow with golden thorns, tempered it in fire, hammered bitch into their gold hoops. Bitch is in cursive around their necks, bitch. Long live my bitches, the women who made me a woman. Snap! Yeah. I love the
1: repetition. I love the
0: repetition.
1: Oh, I love a full
0: circle. Moment. Love a full yeah. circle.
2: No, so I mean I was reading that and I was like, I was yeah, I was like hell yes.
0: Fifteen-year-old Alyssa is probably not breathing. No, like seeing the fact that. It's outside of the fact that I'm very humble to be recording this podcast when I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing, because this <laughs> all happened me, on accident. So, yeah. But the fact that "bitches" was said out loud.
2: I think mm. a little part of you has been allowed
0: to soar into the yes, world. Yes, feel like I may um, come back to "bitches" because there are a few lies Some in here that lines. I'm not that I'm I not mean, mad about.
2: Seriously, I was reading it, and I—I I mean, like, it was one of those things that it was like, um, I don't know. Like, it's clear that, like, some floodgates have, were opened. You know what I mean? Like, you were just so, like, I have things to say. Let me say them all. Yeah. You know, and I, I appreciated that, like, freedom of it. It felt very just, like, I'm going to just unleash all of this and just say right. all these things. But, yeah, I think that there's. I think you should definitely re-look at it. And I love that you hadn't looked at it since. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like now write a new poem called Bitches. Bitches 2. Bitches
1: (laughs) 2. The number
2: two. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, it has to be. Or it could... I think, knowing, like, 15-year-old Alyssa, it would be, like, T-O-O, because, like, you have to stay hood. Yeah. Right. So, I don't... I mean, I look at this, and I think I had to be there. Yeah. I don't... (laughs) I mean, yeah, I look at this shitty first draft and I think oh my god cringe right because I mean this has very immature language in it not the fact that like oh saying bitch and shit is immature no, right. <laughs> it's like it's public language mm-hmm. it's how I was taught poetry was supposed to look like mm-hmm. instead of using words that actually meant something personal to me mm-hmm. like how to actually tell that story
2: mm-hmm.
0: which is what Las Señoras is it's how I actually wanted to tell that story right. yeah and I like both of them, and they're 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 different. But Las Senoras was actually capturing my voice, my experience. I have I have such an interesting relationship with the women in my family. Yeah, because they are tenacious, can't stop, won't stop women who are also savage. <laughs> like savage has some <laughs> empowerment behind yeah. it, but savage is also like let's not forget that savage is also sometimes a negative yeah, word. Yeah, right. And um. Here, don't get me wrong. I love them. No one lifts me like them. Yeah. But they can be savage women. And they'll, they'll <laughs> tell you, like, hey, by the way, you gained weight. Or, hey, by the way, that bikini doesn't look good on you. Yeah. Hey, by the way, you need to wax your mustache. Which is, like, fair. Ouch. Like, I would yeah. want to know that. But, and then, and then that sparks a whole relationship with body hair that you have to mm. grow up understanding mm-hmm. and trying to heal. And... Um, <laughs> I always, I always write about the women in my family and how the women are shaped by our culture. Bitches <laughs> gave me a little bit more credit. Yeah, um.
2: well, and it, it makes sense, too. I, I mean, we can talk about Las Senoras as, as well, but, like, so with... I mean, it kind of ties back to what you are talking about before. Like, you write what's personal to you, what you yeah. know and what you were experiencing. So 15-year-old Alyssa... Like, I mean, clearly you're, like, working through some things about, like, femininity
0: and culture. And
2: so, tell us a little bit about, like, what that, what sort of headspace you were in when you were writing that poem.
0: So, I was very far away from my family. I had grown up in Miami, Florida, and had been moved, with my family moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm. And it was the first... So I grew up ignorant as fuck. (laughs) I truly thought that the entire world was Cuban. That everyone spoke Spanish. Really? Everyone ate tostones. Everyone had a cafe (laughs) cubano at like 2 in the... Like, not 2 in the morning. Right. Everyone had a a cafe cubano the second they woke up. Yeah. And come to find out that's not true.
1: Right. Mm,
0: Like, you go through the drive-thru in like McDonald's and it's taken in Spanish all I went to a public school, and all of my classes were taught in Spanish. Really, like my, my, my English class was taught in Spanish. Hello, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Try learning math in Spanish. I don't.
2: I do not Can't even can learn, like, yeah, learn it in English. There are
0: Spanish-speaking countries that do learn math. Right, Spanish. right, right, yeah. right. But you know, and if you didn't know Spanish in my. Own, in my elementary school, you had to take Spanish classes, and like, but here's the thing: all all of us like, ki- like Spanish-speaking yeah. kids would make fun of the kids that couldn't. Yeah. We're like, oh my god, did you see that? go that can't speak Spanish. <laughs> like, there was some bullying happening yeah. because someone couldn't speak, and that yeah. it was the native tongue. Yeah. So we moved to Charlotte, and I'm like, oh my god, there's not a lot of us. Yeah.
1: And
2: <laughs> it's like a complete 180. Right. Yeah. Like
0: I'm looking around, at, and I moved and I was in fifth grade. Okay. So I'm, we go to Charlotte, and I'm looking at this, uh, the streets, and I'm like, where are that boiled little That's, like, that's a, um, like, a Hispanic cuisine drive through Yeah. Mm. It's, like, our, it's, it's the Cuban version, or I don't know if it's Cuban. It's the Hispanic version of Chick-fil-A. Gotcha. And I'm looking, and I'm like, where are the, like, the cafeterias where you can get your where are the tiendas you know I'm like where are we yeah where's
2: everything that I've grown up knowing right and they're
0: like cultural things like when you even if you like you're you meet your teacher you kiss on both cheeks like Mm -hmm. we're a very affectionate culture yeah and we don't like address people by like ma'am and sir I had always known to call people by like their first name and there's just not a lot of personal space yeah and so (laughs) I I meet my teachers for the first time and I have a hard time – I have a hard time understanding them because yeah. of their southern accent. Yeah. I, I'm, I've never been a part of this. I've never been – I've never shared space with people that aren't Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a shock.
2: Yeah, I can only so imagine. So
0: I grew up in my formative years in a white neighborhood, in a white school – and there will be, like, four or five Hispanic kids, and we'd all give each other, like, the nod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I was starting to realize, like, I I miss my family. Mm-hmm. I miss my culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, you don't just go up to someone, like, that you just met, and you, like, kiss them on the cheeks, you mm-hmm. know? So I grow up, go to high school, and I, I look at all of the girls that had like, I had still kept in touch with living in Miami, and I'm like, my life looks completely different than theirs. Mm-hmm. So I was just obsessing over my culture because I was not connected to it anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. I felt so disconnected from my culture and from myself mm-hmm. because I knew that I couldn't relate to my friends that were just not Cuban or Hispanic. Right. You know, I, I met then I met Ryan, and I'm like, finally. Yeah. <laughs> And I had some great friends, (laughs) you know. Yeah, of
2: course, but it's different. But
0: it's different, and so I started obsessing over it. Mm -hmm. I started obsessing over, I am a Cuban woman, Mm -hmm. and that's all I could write about. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That makes sense, too. I mean, like, you're processing some really difficult things at 15, and you, I mean, I can only imagine how isolating it must have felt, like, Mm -hmm. just, like, not being surrounded by that anymore.
0: Yeah. And feeling weirdly shamed about it too. Yeah. And I would I remember because we would go to Miami a few times a year, and I would tell my friends. And people have this like conception of Miami. Like I, would, like my friends would be like, "So what are you doing for Christmas?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm going back home to Miami," and they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you gotta be careful." Yeah. I'm like, "Wait, what do you mean?" Yeah. Granted, Miami. There are some parts of Miami that don't have. The greatest reputation. Right. Granted, there are some parts of Charlotte that don't have the greatest reputation. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And there are there are places in every city that don't have great neighborhoods, yeah. or but and that that is also its own problem that right. people will <laughs> tell you that's not a great neighborhood. But what oh, they mean is, yeah. With, yeah. What they mean is, I'm a racist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, Very literally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um. Mm. I had kind to of start, so I, I started biting, I, I would start, and I had a heavy accent, mm-hmm. and I would start biting down on it. I mm-hmm. would start trying to give myself that twang to fit in,
2: yeah.
0: and I don't know, I, I felt like I was taught shame, and every time I would talk about Miami, I would talk about myself, my culture, it was always met with, like, weird glances, and I would have trouble Placing a word into English and I would try like I would stumble like I have this one specific memory that I couldn't translate like like a garden hose mm-hmm. And I was stumbling over it and I was like, what is this word? And I kept saying it in Spanish mm-hmm. and This girl that I thought was my best friend Looked at me and she said this is America we speak English
2: Oh, so, whoever yeah. is saying
0: that these things don't actually happen, they do. Y-
2: they do. Yeah. Ow, was this in fifth grade? This was
0: in seventh grade. Oh,
2: my God. So and those things are taught.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's learned behavior. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I but, stopped. So, like, rolling a 13, my 14 year old t- girl is like, yeah.
1: oh, my God.
0: Yeah. And I was like, oh. And she's like, listen, I'm just, we're best friends. I'm just trying to help you. Mm mm. I'm like, okay, Jillian. <laughs> mm, fuck out. Fuck no God, no Jillian. shout out to Jillian. Zero no, shout out. Sh- um, but then I started becoming ashamed of it. Yeah. And when I was 15, and I was sitting down with bitches, I was like, fuck that, I'm mm-hmm. taking this back. Mm-hmm. And then I started begging my mom that we would speak. I mean, my mom always speaks Spanish, but I stopped really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can't explain. What it's like the the grief of when you lose your language, yeah, your first language, your grandmother's language, her grandmother's language, a language that was also given to us. That's difficult. That the whole immigration story is difficult. <laughs> but oh, but a lot of times Spanish is not someone's first language right. as well. It Spanish can comes from Spain, who was mm-hmm. like the right. first colonizer,
2: conquistadors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's in in and of itself a borrowed language, a borrowed tongue, right. but it's
0: like. Right. Learn this language or die, basically. The, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, bitches was my way of taking it back. And then I, I never... Again, I didn't tell anyone as a writer, so yeah. I just was like, cool.
2: I love it. Mm-hmm. And then you just put it in a drawer
0: and forgot about it. For yeah. It. it was like... Deep, like It was like Chad from SNL. Like, <laughs> I wrote the poem. i like, all right. And then I put it away. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and then six
2: years later, you brought it to us. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Um...
1: Cool.
0: Well, do you want? Yeah, I think book? we
1: should read the next one. Okay.
0: Yeah, let's read. I'm excited.
1: Las
0: so, Las Senoras was written a few months ago. Okay. Fresh. fresh. Yeah, it's fresh. New shit. New <laughs> new shit. And um, I I wrote it in my poetry class. Oh, and awesome. I, it and was it, it was like a Erin Elizabeth Smith poetry class. Thanks, Erin Elizabeth. <laughs> <Shout laughs> <out to laughs> Elizabeth. Elizabeth Smith. Elizabeth we love Elizabeth. you. Come on the show. <laughs> Um, this was a throwaway. It's The first draft started as a throwaway because okay. I was trying to meet, like, she was like, so yeah. this poem has to have this, this, and this. And I was like, Yeah, okay. like, put a
1: raccoon in it. And you're like, oh, yeah. God. yeah. And
0: I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but then she looked, I, I wasn't expecting, it was like a, okay, I'm turning this on, I need to get points. Yeah. And she gave me some feedback, and I was like, you know what? She was like, she was really into it. Yeah. She saw something. I think this poem. She's po- so good at that. This poem was easily the best one to, my best work in that class. I still feel like it's not finished. I still feel like I'm, I'm proud of it. But then I feel like, is there actually? You know, I'm, yeah. I'm never going to feel super confident. So, and no even, one finishes I a was poem. Say, even
2: poems that I have published, I'm like, but what if I just
0: yeah, edit, but like tell them right,
2: email them and say, can you just change this one line? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. So,
0: so this is Las Senoras. The women in my family have the same brown eyes. I have them too. The corner of their mouths wrinkle the same way. They carry their stress in their teeth. Ask me, do you write about me? The women in my family are oversteeped tea, the screw in their husband's eyes, the bitterness of something left too long. The women in my family are brujas. Red stained cigar butts, swinging crystals, crosses at doors, they'll make you pray in tongues. The women in my family hold me under microscopes I've spent 21 years trying to escape from. They were in the mirror behind me, wearing my first bikini, squinting at my thighs, patting my shoulders, tucking in the folds of my six-year-old stomach. The women in my family are made small by men who lick their fingers before putting out open flames. They look the other way when a hand is raised, pretend they weren't listening when another woman's name drips from the lips of their husbands. The women in my family are calloused fingers that change diapers, high-pitched laughter around a kitchen table. They sharpen their words with nail files, acrylic nailed chismosas. They wrap their hands in rosaries, pray for their children, both living and dead. They are incapable of burning. Woo, woo,
1: woo, woo. I do I, love this poem. I love yeah, seeing okay. both of them side by side. is so incredible. I think because, mm. like you were saying, the first one is you know you were just kind of getting out what you had to say. You were using kind of like common language. Yeah. Uh, this one bitches was very get shit done, yeah. et cetera. But this one is like your vision, your eyes, your details—very intentional. Um, well, it's super specific. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it does.
2: It's like it, you can imagine these. It's like not, rather than like a group of women who are bitches, it's like the, this is specific women yeah. who have this, this, and that character. You know, like yeah. it's very mm-hmm. specific. Listen,
0: context. I'm all for using bitch in the most empowering way. Yeah. Like, 100%. yeah, bitch, 100%. yes. <laughs> but there was something. There's something important for me that I only refer to them as just women. Yeah. Just women who make mistakes, who give everything they have to raise a household, mm-hmm. who have careers. The women mm-hmm. in my family are working women. Right. And, and then I get emotional because no matter however I thought of them, they loved me. It took of it takes a village. Yeah. And we I have a very large family. And. I can call one of my tias and they will treat me like their child. Like if mm. I'm like, hey, I really messed up, they're some of my first calls. Yeah, and they're they're also the first person to say we're going to solve this rather than you did fuck up. Yeah, I'm always met with we are going to solve this, mm. and I I can't express the magnitude of love I have for them. Yeah, and and it. it and then at the end of the day, they're just women who are trying to make their way mm-hmm. into a world and just trying to live a good life, mm-hmm. ha- have a happy life, whatever that looks like for them, but las señoras.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, th- I was going to say, the one thing that struck me about this one so much is that it felt, it feels very much more like, um, like a complicated relationship. Like, it's much more... I mean, it's, there's, the love and affection is super clear there, but it's also, like, recognizing the humanity of the women, but also right. the humanity of the speaker, too, because it's, like, through the lens of the speaker, we're getting these details, like, getting the details of, like, the women being the screw in the husband's eyes, and then the husband's coming back later as being, like, mm-hmm. unfaithful and that kind of stuff. So it's, like, we're getting a very specific lens from the speaker, but, yeah, it's just interesting. The com- mm-hmm. And I think that, that I, it's, like, to me, clearly a much more mature poem, Specifically, right. because of that complexity, like mm-hmm. there's room for the women to be, like you said, just women, humans, like mm-hmm. people trying to do
0: their best and not always succeeding. Right. I think that that's really. Las Senoras awesome. could not have happened without bitches. Right. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. I. I. Bitches is an archive poem. Yeah. I wasn't. Re, I didn't re, even remember it. while I sat down, writing the writing Las Senoras. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about the comparison until I was told to by yeah. you guys to bring to bring like a little bit of a comparison. I was mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. I have something that can tie into Las Señoras. But I mean, as cringy and immature and just young as bitches is, that draft is what sparked this this conversation I'm having with myself. Yeah. Absolutely. About absolutely out, it's it's the, the, the women in my family are the iceberg and it's just about how I see w- womanhood, how I see femininity, mm-hmm. how I see myself, how I see my body, how mm-hmm. I see how I want to speak to other women and in turn, how I speak to myself. Mm-hmm. But it, it starts with a conversation yeah. and the conversation starts with yourself. And the honesty is always the hardest part because you're... This is just my side and... right. My side is right to me, and and I'm not. I don't harbor any like yeah, resentment. Yeah. I'm just saying like this is something that I had to say. This is mm-hmm. my truth. Mm-hmm. And
2: yeah. yeah, no, I think that's. <laughs> I think that's really smart. I love that you said it's like part of an ongoing conversation that you are having with yourself yeah. and with, and with like notions of family and notions of what it means to be a woman. And I mean, like you said, I and I just feel like. Like, I get, man, I so get it because I feel like all my, I, somebody recently asked me what I write about and it just feels like all of, all the things I was coming back to, it's like, oh, it's just, I just write about things that I haven't figured out yet. Like problems in my life life, or like situations or just like, or like I write about my parents all the time because...
1: Fuck <laughs> them. I know. Very you know sane. Like, yeah. yeah.
2: And it's just about like figuring these things out. And and so naturally the hang ups, you know, would be like womanhood, which is like such a complex thing and multiple right. thing. And like culture and identity. Oh, and all these that. huge pictures. And um, yeah, I just think I just feel very kindred spirits
0: with you right, right now. I, lo- and <laughs> I, I love how you family. Still- Yes, and I love how you say that because I was starting to discover. And, and also living completely different lives that my female cousins were living. Mm. And there's always a comparison that my womanhood, my femininity did not look like mm-hmm. my cousins, mm-hmm. who are very beautiful women. Yes. Who, and the women, the, like the, my, my female cousins, very much look the picture of beauty. Yeah. And I feel like there was there's something in me that was always told that, but I don't. Mm. And I internalized the shit out of yeah. that. Yeah. Um, if what, like my cousins weren't being called fat. My sisters and I were. Yeah. And so I was always seeing the fact like, so one of my one an early memory of mine, so the, the first time I ever wore a bikini, I was like, this is a moment. I am I am feeling beautiful. I'm like yeah. six. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I'm like. Really coming into the fact that like I'm I'm starting to have thoughts about beauty. Right. Right. So and, I'm. Well, and si- you,
2: and, but you're also mimicking behavior, like you're right. seeing the other women in your mm-hmm. family do
0: this thing. But the first, so I'm six, and I was at our family's um, beach house, and I something had happened to my bathing suit, and my idea had one, and it was a two piece. It was an mm-hmm. old two piece of my cousin's, and she gave it to me. And I put it on, I was like, this is the first time I'm wearing a bikini, and I feel awesome. Yeah. Like I'm growing up. Yeah. I'm six. I'm not six anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I am, I am six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Like <laughs> You're having like this extra, like, yeah. I feel seven. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel, I feel seven. Six and a half. Yeah. She's six and a half, bitch. <laughs> 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 a half, bitch. I, I love that. And and two seconds later, my Thea comes in and she is saying, Oh, we need to lose some weight.
2: To a six year old. Yeah. Oh.
0: And I don't think she meant anything malicious by it. No. But that just goes to show that that like I was six. How deep it runs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was six and really feeling, I was feeling it. Yeah. Like I'm like, I am wearing my first bikini and I am confident. Killing it. And then it. two seconds later. I'm Fresh. not anymore. Yeah. And now when I go to Target, I think it's bikini season. I'm like, how do I kill that? How do I murder that? Yeah. You know, I don't want that to exist in me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I recognize that that is a learned behavior that mm-hmm. I learned from a woman that I love, that, mm-hmm. ha- that she is a champion of mine. Like she comes to my defense, mm-hmm. but she watches the food I eat. Right. You know? So. Because, and
2: because. Her mother watched, or her, you know, whoever right. in her life taught so her Side note: I know, I really
0: hope my aunts aren't <laughs> listening to this. Oh, Jesus. Don't worry, our podcast isn't that no. popular. But I told, I told one of my aunts, and I was like, hey, I'm doing this. She's like, I am so excited for you, mamita. Yes. And I was, she's going to ask. She's going to ask. So what's this podcast? So what, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, never, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. So mm-hmm. It's
2: never happening. They deleted the file. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> lost I mean I do think that those are important uh, I don't know now we're just having like a group therapy session but (laughs) I do think that those are important conversations to have and like to have with the women that you love and look up to because like it's something I mean it's something we talk about a lot that our moms passed on to us too this like like almost every phone call I have with my mom she's like oh yes I'm trying to lose weight and and I'm like Mm. you know Mm -hmm. and it's been for my whole life it's been a thing and Anyway, I don't know how, that I have anything articulate to say about it, but it's just like <laughs> No, honestly, that's one of the thing. most
0: that's one of the most articulate things to say is how when you talk about something so hard like personally for you, sometimes all it has to be is I have nothing articulate to say about it. But then that is what frees you to actually say what you want to say. Yeah. Because I feel like so much about poetry is writing, like you're sitting down at your journal, at your laptop, at your napkin, whatever. Yeah. And you're like, okay, here we go, Robert Frost. And you're... <laughs> and the so ghost just of Robert like, Frost yeah, and, says, you got this. Yeah. And just as like bodily hatred is a self-taught, mm. is like is a taught thing, as a taught behavior, mm-hmm. so is poetry. Mm-hmm. And... You're going to go down and sit this poem. Hold on. You're going <laughs> to <You're gonna laughs> gonna sit, gonna sit down poem. to do this poem, mm-hmm. and you're going to try to write it with someone else's voice. And it, a lot of times you're not aware of it, yeah. which is why like, that workshop process, that five, six, seven, eight drafts is so... <laughs> it sounded like dance. I, know, I was like,
1: are
2: you going to break into dance?
0: Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> but like, going through too. so many
2: drafts is so important.
0: Mm-hmm. And losing the need to be articulate is where the poem begins. Mm. Yeah, I didn't come prepared. Take me that. to church. <laughs> <laughs> Love I it. You
2: church. I need, yeah, I need to hear that. There have I,
1: definitely been times in my life where I'll someone will ask me like how I feel about something, and I'll be like, I don't know, I haven't written enough poems about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: no, that <laughs> I haven't that's gotten awesome. there. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, yeah, it's like. And I, 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 now that you say that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I same, hard same, yeah. But like, how, like, what's the quota of like, okay, I've, I've healed from this. Like, yeah. How many poems how many can poems I write about day? fat shaming? Like, oh. I think a seven's a good number, and yeah. then you're hundred, Seven hundred is what you're gonna say, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. You're
1: like, right. when is it inappropriate to tell a person how many poems I've written yeah. about yeah. them? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. An ex-boyfriend. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> I don't know, I mean I think it's as many
0: poems like we like the seven was ironic. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Two and a half. Um it's as many poems as you need to write it through, right? Like I probably I honestly have enough poems I could probably have like three books on body and all that kind of stuff. But where are they? <laughs> right. Not the books. in the world yet. In the computer. In the, yeah, in the um the internet. <laughs> in it. Um yeah, but so the the idea though that like processing through it. I mean, I think that that's, gosh, that's a really smart thing to say too though because I find that I'm always trying to be articulate or I'm trying to like be clever or something and that's what like, that's what always halts me in my tracks with my poems. Like mm-hmm. as soon as you start trying to like do something, like as soon as you start trying to like take the reins and like direct the poem rather right. than just like letting the poem do what it wants to do, that's like right. when I always come to a screeching halt. Right. Um, especially in drafting but also in like editing and revising and stuff um yeah i don't know where i was going with that
0: i think poetry wants it it, writing in general is a living thing and the more control we try to have over it the more we kill it Mm -hmm. and it's I, i hate gardening Like, I respect it as a thing. Like, I respect horticulture as a thing that will, like, eventually save the planet. Yeah. And, like, what brings me... That's the real take-home message of this episode. Major in horticulture. Plant
2: Plant a tree, save the earth. Yeah. yeah. Earn respect.
0: Like, I respect that other people love planting, but there's a... I'm like, I feel like I can't give, like, a planting metaphor because I'm like, I literally... Don't even
2: know enough.
1: Yeah. Right? And I'm just, like,
0: unbothered by it, like... There's this, like, new wave of, like, have snake plants and fiddles in your house. And I'm, like, could give a shit about it. (laughs) All I see is insects and spiders Uh on the inside. Mm Because I'm, like, soil is where the nasty things live.
2: (laughs) Get that out of my face.
0: (laughs) This goes back to why I'm so afraid of Bonnaroo. Um, (laughs) Plants and a lot of dirt. (laughs) Yeah, plants Mm -hmm. and a lot of dirt is hell. But um, the the more control, like, control is pouring acid into the plant. Yeah and in that i'm always gonna struggle with that as well and when i realize that when i'm trying to control it i'm alyssa is not actually speaking Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and that is what writing is writing outside of practicing and outside of really trying to like hone in a character or talk about this one subject in a poem that you want to talk about it's really exercising your voice and that's what makes writing hard Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times I'll talk to writers and they'll be like, "I don't know what's so hard about this." Mm. It's because, and I and, and I could be wrong, and this is just what I've discovered, but it's because we are so unattuned to our own voice because we've been taught mm. to change it, we've been taught to yeah. auto tune it, we have been taught to bite down on our rolled R's, mm. and un like. Find it's there's like there's like a map I guess yeah it's almost on like an inside. excavation process. yeah you have mm-hmm. to go look for it and writing about that process looking finding <laughs> your oh that's fun but that sounded sarcastic it wasn't like, genuine, <laughs> like genuinely like find the map in your life that has the X where yeah. your voice is and write about it along the way and then just it's like and it, it's like bitches and las senoras. Las Señoras is writing after I found the X. Bitches is, like, Mm pre-finding, knowing that there has to be a map. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's a very elaborate metaphor. Yeah. I love it. tracking.
2: Absolutely tracking. (laughs) That's so great.
0: And I respect both of these pieces. Like, Bitches is still me, but Las Señoras is my voice. It's when I took ownership of myself. Well, like you
2: said, I think that that's the biggest takeaway that we've kind of come to. Or that wanted, made us want to start this podcast in the first place is that you couldn't have las niñas without Bidget. Like, right, one must come first, and even if it's a quote unquote shitty first draft, right. like, it's the first thing. It's the seed that you're germinating. Right, um, it's the mm-hmm. like gardening, first, yeah. gardening. I'm gonna bring it to the maps too. It's the like first line on the map as you're draft, you know, as you're drawing your way yeah. towards X. Like it's mm-hmm. It's the first step. And sometimes the first step is like the hardest and the scariest thing, but mm-hmm. the most, in a lot of ways, most necessary thing.
0: Yeah. Your shitty first draft is a terrible you had to be there joke. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, like, like to explain like the context of how I wrote bitches, it's like, oh, you had to be there. Mm-hmm. But then I talk to myself, I'm like, Alyssa, you had to be there to write Las Señoras. And and I had and then ten years from now, I'll say, you had to be. I'll look back at Las Senoras and think mm-hmm. you had to be there to get to this piece. Mm-hmm. There is yeah. always going to be a you had to be there, mm-hmm. and that's what's so exciting about poetry. Is because there will always be a follow up piece. Mm-hmm. So that means that my story is not ever going to be over.
2: Right.
0: So whatever hope that gives you as a writer, <laughs> hope you cling Take to it that. It's kind of it. exciting. Yeah. yeah.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> Very exciting. I was thinking, I was thinking you were going for like a comedy joke where it's like the you know the first the shitty first draft is like the you had to be there thing and then the final draft is like hannah gadsby's, uh, then <laughs> hannah gadsby's the, the beautiful masterpiece of yes like, yes
1: <laughs> i keep trying to think of like trying to make up a joke about fomo if like you had to be there but oh i yeah. can't i can't didn't get, get there. there didn't get there before the end but <laughs>
2: <laughs> tune in next time for some developed time. joke about fomo <laughs> yeah don't
1: hold your breath <laughs> Um, uh, so what are you up to nowadays?
0: <laughs> no pressure. So what I'm up to right now is it's a lot of refinding my voice. Like, I know I talked about you got to find your voice. I think I've discovered that that does not happen just once. Mm-hmm. And I'm processing the fear of that I have to go through it again, that Alyssa has some change. Yeah. And it's weird to talk about yourself in the third person. It's kind of douchey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Chad says. <laughs> There's always that guy that talks about himself in the third person. Yeah. Oh, no shout outs to Chad. Zero shout <laughs> Negative five. Except shout Chad out. from Not SNL. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Only Chad from SNL is the one exception.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um
2: But you're, you're like, it's. Hard to come. Sometimes hard. It can be hard to come to terms with the fact that yeah, it's you have to continually do the work and it's hard work. Mm -hmm. So like, of course, you don't want to have to do it. Yeah, it's necessary.
0: I'm writing a lot these days, or trying to. Yeah. Some, I I'm. I'll hit the days where I'm like, I should just give up now. I'm at that weird point where I'm like, I need someone to tell me now that writing won't be a thing, so I can like start a different major. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I think, like, I could have been a really good psychologist. Yeah. So I'm like, (laughs) should I just start that now? Yeah. You know, should I? Because people will tell you, you can always write on the side. Right. You'll always be told, but you can do this on the side and get this real job. Mm -hmm. But then I think, no, that same thing that, like, clawed at me Mm -hmm. at 15 is clawing still will always claw. Yeah. And it's it's like a push. It's like, that's where we want to go. Yeah. So, and I'm also learning that writing is textured. Like, that's an odd word to use, but that was like the first word that came to mind. Yeah. Like, it has different patterns, it has different mm. feels. It looks different ways. Like, I'm starting to say, I want to write both. I want fiction, and I want poetry. You Has it been done both. before? I don't know, but watch it. Watch yeah. it happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I'm going to go home and be like, oh, what did I say? I didn't actually <laughs>
2: that. No, I think, I mean, I think it's absolutely, I don't know that, um, I'm trying to think, I think it's um, Elizabeth, um,
1: oh, crap, what's her name?
2: Elizabeth Acevedo? Or something.
1: You should start again, so it sounds like you thought of it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what's her name?
2: Ooh, ah, what's her name? <laughs> um, Elizabeth Acevedo. I think is how you say it, but I could be wrong. But she, like, literally just wrote. I, I just got really excited about this. She literally just wrote um, a. I think it's like a YA novel, but she's she was she's really big in the um, like she's she, but she okay wow the moral of the story is that she does both and she's Great. like a Love published it. Thank person, you, Elizabeth and for paving um, the way. And uh, she's Dominicana, I think.
1: So yes. she's a... Uh, oh my gosh. We owe it
2: all to Elizabeth. You literally like, you should go follow her on Instagram because she's very funny. Thank you, also, like, Elizabeth. Yeah. She, Thank so she's you. Doing it, she's just doing it all and um, it, I think that's right or or she's just friends with a lot of poets but either way.
1: Um, Me too. Like, yeah.
2: Or like I'm honey, a fiction honey writer. Honey, Willis <laughs> of Turkey is doing like poetry but he also does a bunch of like nonfiction and like critical essays and stuff so it's right. like yeah. I get so frustrated when people are like you can only do because like you of course you can do more than one thing and right. like more power to you because to do we it. are more than one thing yeah, like exactly. that's cheesy but it's
0: true <laughs> love them. here's the thing about like cheesy quotes stop hating on them because they're accurate right you know right like you're just mad that you didn't come up with it. Right. You know, right. you're mad
1: that your uh, thing didn't become a cliche. Yeah, exactly. it Didn't go viral.
0: Yeah, you're mad that your job in a cubicle is boring. Yeah, you well,
2: know. yeah. I am mad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I do it at a desk.
1: <laughs> Answer phones.
2: Um, so, where. Uh... <laughs> On that note, um, no. Where so? Where can we find you, or where can people find you? Do you want to promo that information, or do you want to be um uh, anonymous, Alyssa? (laughs) No, I
0: never want to be anonymous. I'm I, for someone that is so secretive, I'm also very like no. I want my name on that. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Hell yeah. I'm I'm a weird. Maybe don't give out your secret Tumblr, but maybe like give (laughs) my secret Tumblr is all. (laughs) They're not ready. Right, no one's ready. i I mean, I'm not ashamed to say that I'm still on Tumblr oh, no. strictly to see all like the Sansa Stark stuff on Hell Game of yes. Thrones because that is my girl. Yeah, like queen. I lit. I, I, bend the knee to Sansa Stark only. <laughs> like, she's my one. She is my one true queen. I don't know this this dragon lady. I don't know her. <laughs> who is she? Um,
1: <laughs> who is she?
0: But I have a weird relationship with all of this because. Mm-hmm. I f- the new medium for poetry is Instagram, and it's making it look super cute and pretty mm-hmm. and just, like, Pinterest-worthy, and those are things that I'm not. Mm-hmm. I-, I don't know how to draw. I don't know how to paint. I don't know how to make things look cute. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and poetry I- doesn't have to be cute. Right. Yeah. I don't know how to I- – I tried, like, a few – Like I try to, like – I'm like, i want to do, like, a cute little, like, curated Instagram thing, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm going to do rose, and it's all going to look the same. And Tyler Knott Gregson was that first poem I ever read. Everyone needs to follow him. Yeah, yeah. Tyler Knott Gregson is phenomenal. I think and his, I do follow him. His feed is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm going to do that. Like, very aesthetic. Yeah. 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 And But he is wholesome. He is not in it for the the accolade, for the whatever. He, he Oh, my God. He is A1. Yeah. But, I mean, you can follow me at Alyssa Molina. Great, but or it's like underscore Alyssa Molina. Okay, but I'm not very. I'm. Tr- it's like how. Ha- it's you know. It's like I'm not active on it because I feel like I'm still like I don't get to do that yet. Right. I'm mm-hmm. not. I don't have a lot of followers. Like I'm. I'm very like I don't love. I'm only on social media for memes. Mm. Like mm-hmm. if it weren't for my daily meme intake, it's like my vitamin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even take vitamins. Memes are my vitamin. Yeah. I love it. You know. <laughs> If it weren't for the memes, and if I if I don't trust the people in my life to send me the memes that I want, no, yeah, they'll send me the memes that they like, and they'll send me like one. And I'm yeah. like, no, I need ten every five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but I try I tried my hand at the posting on Instagram. Something I mean, didn't feel right about it. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll come back to it one day. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to learn more about Alyssa, you should Google Alyssa Molina. <laughs> You Knoxville. can follow me on Instagram. Maybe you'll and, find something about Right, <laughs> Follow me on Instagram. Or just, don't, if you're, like, not, like, a follower, just, like, DM me on Instagram, and let's just talk about writing, and then yeah. eventually... And then, like, I'll send her a like, meme. Yeah. Send, send me, She deserves okay. it. Always approach with memes. <laughs> and I have a very wide sense of... I think everything's funny, but I think... I, I just... I feel like writers just need to be encouraged. Be, yeah. And... Instagram is the new medium, and it's. In- I think what it is I'm intimidated because I don't mm-hmm. know how to do it, mm-hmm. and I don't know that there's like a right or wrong way to do Instagram. Right,
1: though. I don't think we do really like poet Instagram. Mm-mm.
2: We just mm-hmm. do
1: po- personal. We do cat Instagram.
0: I <laughs> Truly <think> My Instagram <laughs> yeah. is
2: like a cat and astrology meme fan account. Like right. those are the two things. I, I do. think
0: I'm. I am considering like a like a website, a blog, but then yeah. I don't want to be that person on the feed. It's like blog post on Tuesday but then I'm like fuck it that girl has something to say yeah. read her blog post well
2: yeah I think I mean you should have as I mean there are so many successful writers too that mm-hmm. like don't have any like presence at all that are sure. totally off the yeah. grid so it's entirely up to you
0: I do think that people should be following Daje on Instagram yes. she doesn't know yes. I'm doing this shout out, out to Dajay. Da-J. shout yeah. out she doesn't know I'm doing this so hey <laughs> Um her Instagram is like X or something yeah um she she's oh, oh my yeah. gosh she's
1: she's doing things she's
0: doing it she's killing it she's teaching it she yeah maybe i'll maybe i'll re-emerge but, uh, you should.
1: everyone should also follow uh fifth woman learn yes. more about fifth
0: woman knoxville the fifth yeah fifth woman i think the They're picture is face. raya out of mic. yeah she's wearing like a you'll know if you see pantsuit. raya you'll know yeah <laughs> shout, shout out to raya <laughs>
2: It's are they mostly active on Facebook or is it uh like Twitter? And I feel Instagram like too? Fifth
0: Woman is more active on Facebook, Facebook and Daje yeah. is on Instagram like every hour. Amazing. And Same. not in like in a like a bad way. She she's, she's posting just, like yeah. motivational stuff, like, oh my gosh, if you need empowerment, Daje's your girl. I gotta get over there.
2: I know. Gotta go ch- gotta go check it out. Mm-hmm. And then send, yeah and then dm me some memes I yes on your way <laughs> this is DM your assignment me yeah your
0: assignment is a dm me dm me a meme Wow well, don't say that Yes. Yeah. and i also think that it's just granting myself permission to to be seen i think it what totally. it comes down to is i don't enjoy being seen because i'm not worth looking at you know yeah so and there'll always be someone that's like this person shouldn't be posting their shit sucks yeah but
2: fuck that guy Fuck
0: that guy. You know it's a guy. You know it's a guy.
2: But seriously, fuck that guy. Like you absolutely like you said, it's like you you are the person that you needed as a little girl. So mm-hmm. like you the more I mean, again, like I, I think about it too. Like, it's so helpful for me, like as a plus size woman, to see people like Tess Holiday or yes, like, Katie Torino, like yes. um, you know, these women who look like me that or Ashley Graham, even even though she's like what a size twelve or something, yeah, but, I'm like, like is is Ashley. I mean, like Ashley yeah, Graham's amazing; size, she's okay. doing it, but like, does she? Count? Does she count? Yeah, <laughs> but so Tess Holiday for sure because okay. she's got the whole thing. But um, like just I, when I'm thinking about representation, I think about that and like. How life changing it would have been right, right. for me at 13 to see right. Tess Holiday on the cover of yes. Cosmo. Like that mm-hmm. would have changed my life. Right. And it's, I mean it's changing my life now as like right. a 27 year old woman. But like to to just be like unapologetically yourself and like not even ask the question of like whether or not you deserve it because you do deserve it. You're doing the work. You're like, mm-hmm. um, in the world with a story to tell. So yeah, go fucking do it. Love it. But um, anyway.
0: I, when you said what I I just realized I don't know why I forgot about it um, what I'm doing right now so Las Señoras is actually I I haven't decided as of right now it's the closing piece to my poetry book
2: oh awesome yeah
0: it's in the really early stages but I have the pieces that are going in it it's called mm-hmm. Spanglish I love it I'm yeah. very proud of that if it ever changes I'll be sad but I'm yeah. like, I'm pretty married to Spanglish
2: yeah
0: um, and it follows this theme of being um, a Cuban person, not in Miami, mm-hmm. and it remembering things, mm-hmm. feeling things, and then also diving past it, mm-hmm. and who am I under that? So eventually, potentially, hopefully, you'll see Spanglish somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want news on Spanglish, follow me on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. there it is. Yeah. Don't Google
1: Spanglish, because yeah. you will only get an Adam Sandler movie. A terrible Adam Sandler
0: movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though I I mean, Fifty First Dates is my all-time favorite movie. Wow. Well, like it ranks. Let's let's switch over
1: to our movie podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Lots
0: of thoughts and feelings.
2: Because I've seen
1: that movie a lot of times.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, and if you like what we're doing and don't already follow us, um, go check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Those are both SFD Podcast. Um, and then if you feel like kind of going old school and shooting us an email, we love.
1: Love letters. We love <laughs> attention. We love attention.
2: Give us we love comments at S- and F- concerns. SFD podcast at gmail.com. Um, so that's where you can find us.
1: And that's all. That's all. This has been Shitty First Drafts. Bye. <laughs> Good night. Good night. That Thank was you so awesome That me. was awesome. <laughs> Music That's sounds music. like. <laughs> yeah.
2: um, I really want to just like record that and
0: loop <laughs> it and have it be for just one episode.